They say disrespect comes at a cost. You pick a fight with your boss at work, you're going to get in trouble and most likely fired. You pick a fight with your parents, you're going to get kicked out. Messi is picking a fight against not only the coaching staff, but his own team. He's fighting his own team, making them pay for the consequences he put on himself, making them pay for a dislike towards a manager that he does not respect. And this disrespect will come at a cost tomorrow at 4 in the afternoon when Barcelona face Atlético de Madrid at the Camp Nou. Because, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it, tomorrow Atlético de Madrid will wipe the floor with Barcelona, will wipe them and will show them how crucial, how much of an impact Messi had on Barcelona's downfall in the La Liga race. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this edition of My Sport in Two Languages, Mi Deporte, in Dos Idiomas. On Instagram, I already went over Messi's blatant disrespect of Kike Setien and the number two in command, Eder Saravia. So if you'd like to listen to that, go to my Instagram. It is my.deporte, D-E-P-O-R-T-E, excuse me, dot in dot dos, D-O-S dot languages. I apologize for all the periods. Don't mean to make it that difficult, but I did. Speaking of making it difficult, the relationship in Barcelona has not been, let's put it this way, steady, nice, friendly. There has not been an, there has not been an ability between the players and the coaching staff to maintain a manageable professional environment. You can hate me all you want. You can hate the coaches all you want. But listen, when we get on the pitch, let's just be pro- professional, okay? I'll listen to you, you listen to me, we act like we like, which, like we like each other because at the end of the day, we're trying to do a common goal. I'm not going home to sleep at your house, you're not going home to sleep at my house. We're not middle schoolers. Apparently, that still doesn't work out with Barcelona as the chaos that has ensued, that ensued over the weekend is only going to hinder their ability to perform well tomorrow as they face Atletico de Madrid in a do-or-die match that will ultimately determine the La Liga race. No, let me tell you something, guys. Do or die. I am not exaggerating. If Atletic, if Barcelona are unable to win tomorrow or they draw, they have the, they will go, they might, well, let's put it this way. If they lose flat out tomorrow, they will be two points back of Real Madrid. And if and when Real Madrid win their next game, if, of course, is a big if, they would be 74 points Real Madrid, 69 points Barcelona, meaning Barcelona would be five points behind the Los Blancos. An extraordinary, and a feat that is, uh, sorry, um, a lead that is most likely not going to be choked by Los Blancos. A lead that will be given to them by their little brother. A lead that is ultimately the fault of Mr. Lionel Messi. If they do get a draw, however, it would be 70-71 with Real Madrid, and they would only be four points back if Real Madrid win their next game. Nevertheless... This isn't good, even if they are somehow able to regain confidence, if the squad's able to regain confidence, regain form, and all, and all of a sudden come out and defeat Atletico de Madrid convincingly, come back and win La Liga table. 
It's still not going to make a difference because the toxic atmosphere has existed here long before. It's been brewing and brewing and brewing from the top, Bartomeo, to the bottom, Leo Messi, from the management to the, uh, to the, dire- to the sporting director t- throwing his own players under the bus. To not being able to find a competent enough manager. To not being able to manage a squad. It's all coming down. And rather rather Barcelona face their reality now than win a title and act like the reality is non-existent. Face the reality, make the changes they need to make, and at least be able to provide Messi, be able to make the most of Messi's final years at Barcelona because he is getting up in age. And he's most likely going to retire soon. Ladies and gentlemen, Atletico Madrid will defeat Barcelona 2-1. With goals being from, in my opinion, Joao Felix and Marcos Llorente. Barcelona will have the, the goal scorer for Barcelona will be Luis Suarez. But it will not be enough. Barcelona will fall two points behind Real Madrid until Real Madrid play their next game. If Real Madrid draw their next game and Barcelona, Barcelona lose this game... Real Madrid would be basically six points up because even if Barcelona tied Real Madrid on points, Real Madrid hold the hold the tiebreaker. And if Real Madrid win their next match and Barcelona lose tomorrow, Barcelona will be five points back. Ladies and gentlemen, do or die for La Liga. Tomorrow in the Premier League, Manchester United face Brighton, Hove, Albion. Manchester United will want to continue their good form, good spell of form. And of course, it's almost for the same it's almost for the same reasons as Barcelona, but in reverse. I don't see them. They're not going to be winning any titles, so it's almost the opposite. They want to face what is to be their reality, and that is being a good, competent team. And even though the chances of them reaching fourth is going to be very difficult, right now Wolverhampton Wanderers are above them in fifth by two points, three points, I apologize, and Wolverhampton's two points behind Chelsea. So fifth is going to be difficult. They can still win the Europa League, and if they don't win the Europa League, they'll just be in the Europa League next year. However... I believe a good run of sport, uh, good run of form to finish off the season will only advance the confidence this team is oozing, and only create more of a more of an, a nice fluid play, a nice connection between Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, and the whole squad in general. This squad is very promising, and I think Manchester Manchester United are going to be winning tomorrow convincingly, three nil goals by Bruno Fernandes. Let's put Marcus Rashford in there, and let's give one to Aaron Wambasaka. Screw it. A right, a right back making a goal. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Tomorrow is two crucial games in the Serie A. Torino versus Lazio and Genoa versus Juventus. Now, of course, we've been talking about the Serie A table. Lazio at the death yesterday got the win, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday 3-2, to two, which, means, which means they are still four points back from Juventus. And if a miracle is to happen... It now is the opportunity. If Juventus lose tomorrow and Lazio win, Lazio would be one point behind the old lady. If Juventus draw and Lazio win, they'd be two points behind. And if Juventus win and Lazio win, they would still be four points behind. It's going to be difficult. Lazio cannot lose tomorrow, though, because if they lose and Juventus win, it's going to be a seven-point lead once again. And that will be impossible. They can't draw either. the, The advantage would be way too much. Six points. So... They're going to have to win. It'll be interesting, though. I hope Lazio are able to win. Juventus are not able to win because that only makes the uh, Serie A race that much more interesting. Lazio, if they are to win the Serie A, would be one of, that would be one of the biggest shocks in the whole world. In football, at least. European football this year. Of course, they don't have the... We can't generalize their whole fan base as being racist, but they have been caught up in a lot of racist incidents, a lot of anti-Semitic incidents. So, sad to see... Uh, if there's one thing I will say is that, of course, I won't generalize all of Lazio fans. 
it is sad to see those fans, and they definitely do exist, and I definitely reprehend their actions as being extremely terrible, To for lack of a way better term. It's just terrible actions. But at the end of the day, most of the fans, I would say, are good people, hardworking people, and who do not discriminate based on race, gender, sexual orientation, or religion. Now, let's continue onwards with something that is coveted. It's coveted by Manchester City because Manchester City cannot stand, cannot stand the fact that they cannot win the Champions League. So they have to make the most out of meaningless, meaningless domestic cups that aren't the Premier League. We're talking about the FA Cup, the FA Cup. For some reason, now Manchester City really want the FA Cup. It's because Manchester City can't get it done in Europe. So you know what they have to do? They have to do. They have to win these domestic cups in the Premier League to make it look like Guardiola did something. Guardiola went to Man City to win the Champions League. I've said it and I'll say it again and again and again. And if you don't believe that, you are an idiot. FA Cup action did happen though. Sunday, Newcastle United lost 2-0 to City thanks to... Goals from Kevin De Bruyne from the spot in the 37th minute and Raheem Sterling in the 68th minute. Advancing Manchester City to the semifinals of the FA Cup. Chelsea beat Leicester City 1-0 thanks to a Ross Barkley strike. And Arsenal beat Sheffield United 2-1 thanks to a Dani Ceballos goal at the death and a Nicolas Pepe penalty in the 25th minute. Now, the semifinals are set up very nicely, meaning that it's either going to be, it has the possibility, excuse me, of either being a Manchester Derby or a, or, excuse me, a London Derby. Here we're looking at the semifinal schedule for both teams. Eight, Saturday, July 18th, Arsenal face Manchester City and Manchester United face Chelsea. Hopefully it's either going to be a London Derby or a Manchester Derby. Hopefully it's not one of one of those where Arsenal win and Manchester United win or City win and Chelsea win because that isn't that doesn't it isn't it's a good it'll be a good game but it's definitely not it's definitely not it doesn't just definitely does not have an atmosphere of a derby excuse me but yes hope my prediction is coming true I said I wanted Man City Man United in the final which would ultimately make Man United win and Man United would once again become top of Manchester Manchester would be red rightfully so the downfall of City is coming ladies and gentlemen I've been saying it and saying it and saying it the toxicity inside Manchester United is beginning is beginning to fade away Manchester City is beginning to fall they're begin, they're going to become irrelevant in Europe sooner or later with the ban Pep Guardiola is destined to leave the squad is not going to be the same ladies and gentlemen believe me when I tell you the city's end is near city's end is near I sound like the Mayans who predict the end of the world every day but I tell you what, I'm a, unlike the Mayans, all be right. City's end is near, and City fans get ready because the next couple of years are going to be rough, tough, and you're going to see who the real owners, leaders, champions of Manchester are, and they will be the Red Devils of England. Definitely going to be an interesting proposition there as we continue to see what United are made of if they are if they have actually beaten their toxicity if they are now a new team a reborn team something that they've been dying for that they've been hoping for for an extended period of time continuing on continuing onwards with more news of football more news of the most prominent prominent facts 
of the day. Van de Beek is apparently has an agreement set with Manchester United. The following states that. Let's go to the article right here. United transfer target Donny van de Beek could leave Ajax in the next transfer window, according to boss Eric Ten Hag. The Ajax manager suggested that three first-team players might leave the Dutch capital in the next window. For United, the possibility of Ajax letting midfielder van de Beek leave this summer could boost their chances of adding key depth in the middle of the park. Ten Hag told Het Parole, the transfer market will start in August. The top leagues are now playing, are now being played, so the money flows are maintained. The market value of players will be slightly depressed, but not much. Based on their performance and ambition, a number of our players also want to make the move abroad. Agreements have been made with Andre Anana, Dan, Donny van de Beek, and Na- Nicolas Tagliafico, but it remains to be seen whether, whether the market is indeed breaking loose. For, Ana- for Anana and van de Beek, another year of Ajax could certainly be an option. For Tagliafico, it is slightly different because of his age. Now, this will be very, very big developments. Van de Beek last year was was one of the main targets for Real Madrid. I would I would be very surprised if surprised if Manchester United will be able to swipe Van de Beek under Real Madrid's nose. I think Van de Beek still wants to go to Real Madrid, but of course, if the opportunity arises for him to leave Ajax, I think he'll do it on the fact that he needs to go to a bigger club. He has too much talent, and he can't waste another year at Ajax at the Dutch league that sadly is not as competitive as leagues across Europe. Going to Alexis Sanchez, who has had a dismal couple of years, who hasn't been able to regain the form he once had and the form United expected of him. Alexis Sanchez's future is yet to be decided as Inter Milan CEO Giuseppe Marotta stated that the two clubs have failed to agree an extended loan deal. The 31-year-old is currently earning £400,000 per week at Old Trafford, and the club are said to be keen on selling Sanchez to create transfer funds for elsewhere in the squad. For United, the prospect of failing to loan Sanchez or indeed sell him could prove to be a major stumbling block in trying to sign Borussia Dortmund's Jadon Sancho. Whilst they are keen to sell the Chile International, Inter CEO said that a deal is yet to be done for a loan extension. Marata told Sky Sports, This is a great regulatory anomaly that needs to be resolved because we are still dealing with Chelsea and Manchester United today to try to extend their loans. Now, I believe... The loan will be extended. Manchester United will just have to continue paying some of the salary, some of the wages of Alexis Sanchez. And this is due to the fact that they need Jaden Sancho, they want Jaden Sancho, and they'll do anything to get Jaden Sancho. And clearly the only club that has been willing to deal with some of Alexis Sanchez's preposterous wages are is Inter Milan. And I don't think that's going to change. I don't think any other team will take him on. And they'll basically have to come to an agreement. I think Antonio Conte wants to keep Alexis. I think Alexis, in the little time he's played for Antonio Conte, has thrived in the system, and I think will definitely be a good. He'll definitely contribute to Inter Milan next year positively and prove that he can not only play in Antonio Conte's system, but truly bring him to the promised land somewhat. I think he'll be a very good addition. I think he'll prove the doubters wrong. He's getting up in age. I think he'll have a good season, though. I think he'll definitely. And I'm happy for Inter because I've always I've been a fan of Inter. I've been a fan of this rebuild. I'm a big Antonio Conte fan. He has Akimi now. If he can keep Sanchez, Lautaro Martinez, and Romelu Lukaku. He also has Christian Eriksen. It's honestly, it would be very good for the rebuild, and I think he'll honestly be able to do it. Now, a little more before we end it off here as we look at Pjanic. Pjanic ended up going to uh, Barcelona. Arthur went to Juventus, of course. My opinions on that deal are, I believe people are a little bit over-exaggerate the 
talent, the ability, the promise that Arthur had. Arthur was very inconsistent for Barcelona, and dare I say, pretty bad. I believe he didn't. Perf- he, I don't get where the hype is coming from. Sure, Pjanic is thirty, but I believe Pjanic will still be more positive, have a more positive impact, create more positivity in the midfield than Arthur. Now, is it enough to change the whole Barcelona squad? Absolutely not. And of course, the deal is bad because y- y- instead of getting Pjanic, you could have got a younger midfielder that also creates more in the midfield and still offload Arthur somehow. So I think the dealings wasn't that smart. But Arthur, I don't think... Arthur was definitely not anything special, in my opinion. And I don't think he'll have a big... He'll make as big of an impact as people think he will or change or have a ra- massive turnaround in his performances at Juventus. Now, Jack Grealish has been warned off a... Jack Grealish has been warned off a Man United move by John Barnes. And although speculation is growing, John Barnes says he's the main player at Aston Villa and we can see all what he does. If he goes to United, where Pogba, Marshall, Rashford are the main players, will he have that much of an impact? That is definitely an, that is definitely true. I don't think he'll have that much of an impact on the fact that there's just too many players in the midfield. And he's good, but he's nowhere near the level of a Pogba, Marshall, and Rashford. He won't have as big, big of an impact. I think he definitely definitely should leave Villa in the future, in the near future, because he has much talent and needs to go to a bigger club, but United is not the one. Now, finally, to end it off, Arsenal will not sign Ceballos permanently. We have already known that from the beginning, from the beginning. and Ceballos is open to joining another Premier League, club, Premier League club because he's not part of Zidane's plan, but he does not want to go to Arsenal. He does not want to stay at Arsenal, so we'll have to see what happens. I think it would be a very interesting signing for Manchester City. I feel like Pep Guardiola could mold him into a solid, solid midfielder. And I think Arsenal, of course, I mean, I would say they're missing out on a midfielder, but when a player doesn't want to play for you, you can't keep him and make him play for you because that's never going to work. And it's just toxic. You can't have a player that doesn't want to play for you. It'll mess up your the players that would want to go to your club. And honestly, it'll just mess up. It'll just create... It's forcing something that ultimately is going to fail and ultimately hinder the club more than help it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this edition of My Sport in Two Languages, Mi Deporte en Dos Idiomas. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a great rest of the night, and I'll see you in the next episode. Todo es lícito, pero no todo te conviene. Messi puede ir respetar a los técnicos, puede respetar a Eder Sarabia, y Quique Setién se puede cagar en el club si quiere. Pero él tiene que entender, y muy seguramente lo sabe, que esto va a afectar el ánimo del equipo. Matar sus oportunidades de ganar la liga y destrozar otro técnico, otro equipo, otro técnico, otra oportunidad. De crear una nueva, una nueva identidad después de Ernesto Valverde. Damas y caballeros, gracias por escuchar este episodio de Mi Deporte en Dos Idiomas con Sebastián Garay Ortega. Mañana el Barcelona se enfrenta al Atlético de Madrid a las 4 de la tarde en el Camp Nou. En un juego que muy seguramente va a ser un dominio total. El Atlético de Madrid, yo, yo mi predicción es que el Atlético de Madrid le gana al Barcelona 2 a 1. Este Barcelona ya está con de, de manera mental 
en el aspecto mental está bien mal. Psicológicamente saben que su líder, Lionel Messi, está peleado con los técnicos Quique Setién y Eder Sarabia. Cuando tu líder está peleado, cuando tu roca no quiere trabajar con... Cuando el estudiante no quiere trabajar con el profesor, es decir, los estudiantes alrededor de él siguen su siguen su actitud por miedo, porque no tienen otra, otra opción. Ricky Puig, Ricky Puig, Puig y Ansu Fati no tienen otra opción. Tienen que seguir al niño que no quiere hacerle caso a los profesores. Y por eso el equipo va a estar mal mentalmente, no van a poder jugar de manera fluida, de manera bien, de manera típica, de, de manera Barcelona. No van a poder jugar eso, van a estar mal, estar mal de, del juego de Celta Vigo hace dos días que destrozó su moral, su, eh, el moral del equipo también. Ahora tienen otro, otro problema, yo creo que los jugadores no van a jugar, no van a, no van a dar todo lo que tienen. Y pierde el Atlético de Madrid, eh, Barcelona, excúsenme. Y no solo pierde el Barcelona, pero las, las oportunidades, la oportunidad de ganar la liga eh, muere mañana. Porque les digo algo, si el Barcelona pierde mañana, se pone, toda, se pone a dos puntos, se quedan dos puntos detrás del Real Madrid. Pero si el Real Madrid gana su próximo juego, el Barcelona estaría cinco puntos detrás de los blancos. Si el Barcelona empata mañana, está a un punto detrás de los blancos. Y si gana el Real Madrid, <coughs> escúchenme su próximo juego, el Barcelona está a cuatro puntos detrás del Real Madrid. Es sí o sí. Necesita ganar el Barcelona si quiere tener, si quiere seguir estando en esta lucha por el título español. El título que yo creo que muy, va a ser el único título que van a poder ganar. Porque este... este este bote, este barco, ya se está hundiendo. Se está hundiendo, pero tienen tiempo, tienen un, unas semanas más. En agosto va a estar en el abajo, en el piso del mar, a donde nadie los ve y a donde la esperanza no existe. Sigamos. La F, la, el título de la FA... Fue, con, eh, fue juegos, los cuartos de finales, escúsenme. El cuarto de final fue el fin de semana y hubo muchos partidos, muchos eh, partidos importantes que van a, de, van a deter, deter, determinaron, es decir, la semifinal. Bueno, el Manchester United le ganó al Norwich, pero eso fue el... Si no estoy equivocado, el sábado sí, ganó 2 a 1. El gol de Harry Maguire al final... Aseguró la victoria de los Red Devils. El domingo el Arsenal le ganó al Sheffield United 2 a 1. Gracias a goles de Nicolás Pepe en el 25 y Dani Ceballos en el 90. A la muerte lo ganó el Arsenal. Chelsea 1, Leicester City 0. Gol de Ross Barkley. Avanzó Chelsea a, los, a la semifinal de la FA. Y Manchester City le ganó al Newcastle en el St. James Park 2 a 0. Gracias a goles de Kevin De Bruyne. En el minuto 37 de penal. Y Raheem Sterling en el, minuto, en el minuto 68. Bueno. Lo chévere de esto es que. Los va a ser posible. Después de que hicieron. 
él. Después de que decidieron, obviamente de, man de manera... No, ellos no deciden, pero sucedió que ahora los, los, la semifinal va a ser entre... La semifinal va a ser obviamente los dos clubes de... Los dos clubes. Va a ser Arsenal se enfrenta al Manchester United y Manchester City se enfrenta al Chelsea. No, si no estoy equivocado. Pero tengo que ver acá rapidito porque yo sé que todavía hay mucho en que competir en este... No competir, pero solo quiero asegurarme que eso es, ese es el partido. Acá podemos ver rapidito. Bueno, bueno, bueno. Aquí, acá estamos con la. Ya hicieron, obviamente. Manchester United se enfrenta a el Chelsea y el Arsenal se enfrenta al Manchester City. Entonces, en la primera vez la, la fallé, pero el Manchester United se enfrenta al Chelsea. Esto significa que la final puede ser o un derby de Manchester o un derby de Londres. Obviamente, si gana el United y gana el Arsenal, es decir, ya no es derby, pero sería chévere ver al United contra el City. Yo, yo mi predicción fue, obviamente, tenía que pasar esto, que no, que de verdad no hay, es una probabilidad muy, es como es decir, es una probabilidad muy, es como cualquiera, cualquiera puede ser, es muy, es de manera indiscriminada, arbitrario, no sé, no, no decides, se decide. Y el Manchester, y el, el United y el City quedaron en, obviamente, opuestos lados de la semifinal y eso significa que yo, yo dije mi predicción para la final fue el United que se enfrenta al City el United le gana porque yo he estado diciendo estas semanas y la semana pasada que el United está ya sacando la atmósfera la el la, la atmósfera tóxica que tenía después de la despedida después de que se fue a Alex Ferguson que el pres, prestigio del club ya no lo tienen y no lo han podido recuperar desde que se fue y no lo recuperaron con David Moyes ni Louis Van Hall ni José Mauriño. Pero yo creo que ya el tiempo de lágrimas, el tiempo de dolor se está acabando para el United y ahora se va a transferir al lado azul del Manchester. Yo creo que el, el la sanción del Manchester City en el en la Champions League que no lo va a dejar competir. Bueno, por ahora dos años. Están obviamente peleando esa decisión. Están, están en apelación esa decisión. Entonces vamos a tener que ver. Pero por ahora está dos años sin fútbol europeo. Yo creo que Pep se va a ir. Y cuando Pep se vaya al club se cae. Porque Pep trae, atrae jugadores de clase, de clase mundial al City. Y el City por si sí no atrae a esos jugadores porque no tiene ese atrae. Pep Guardiola les da ese atrae. Y yo digo que el United va a recuperarse y va otra vez a estar en el. En. Como primeros en, Lond en Inglaterra. Van a ser los Reyes de Inglaterra y los Reyes de Europa en un tiempo. Denle dos años y mi predicción será verdad. Bueno, sigamos acá. Sigamos con las noticias del. Día en la en el fútbol 
Y nos dicen que Dani Ceballos es el jugador, el jugador del Arsenal que dice que ya no va. No, bueno, ya lo, ya lo sabíamos desde un tiempo, pero el jugador del Arsenal que está a préstamo de verdad es propiedad del Real Madrid. Dice que no va a renovar con el Arsenal, que no quiere quedarse, y, pero se quiere, quiere quedar en Inglaterra. Yo, a mí me gustaría que se fuera al Manchester City porque yo creo que Pep Guardiola es muy bueno con esos mediocampistas. Él, él, él hace que, pro, eh, que hagan mucho, que tengan mucha habilidad, que los transforme, los transforma, es decir, de manera positiva. Y lo quiero ver en ese equipo, obviamente no sabemos, pero... Quiero que vaya ese equipo. Dan, eh, Van de Vick. Dicen que Van de Vick va a ir a el... Que Danny Van de Vick va a ir al Manchester United. Que se quiere ir del Ajax ya... Se puede quedar otro año, pero obviamente él necesita ir a un club más grande. Porque al final del día necesita jugar al fútbol de más alto nivel. Porque es muy bueno para estar jugando en la Liga de Holanda. El año pasado decían que se quería ir al Real Madrid, pero obviamente esto ha cambiado. Yo creo que todavía se quiere ir al Real Madrid. Y su, el Real Madrid es, su, es la primera opción, pero se tiene que ir. Y si el Manchester United es el equipo que se tendrá... Si el Manchester United es el equipo que se tendrá a ir, bueno, él vaya, porque ya no tiene otra opción. Necesita irse y necesita, obviamente, hacer lo que tiene que hacer para su propio bien. Sigamos acá con las noticias del día del fútbol mundial. Mañana se enfrenta el Manchester United al Brighton Hove Albion. Yo creo que sigue con la buena forma que, que ha mantenido el United en, estos, en estas semanas desde que regresó el fútbol. Mi predicción es que gana el United 3 a 0. Goles de Bruno Fernández, Erin Wambisaka. Yo sé, lateral derecho, no, no lo esperaban, pero yo creo que hace gol mañana. Y Marcus Rashford. Le ganan el partido al United y con esa victoria se ponen a dos puntos, si no estoy equivocado acá lo estoy viendo, se ponen a dos puntos del Chelsea, obviamente el Chelsea no ha jugado, pero todavía se están empatados con el Wolverhampton Wanderers, se, se, se pondrían enfrente de los Wanderers solo por diferencias de goles que están, que tienen mejor, que tienen obviamente una mejor diferencia de gol que los Wolverhampton Wanderers. Bueno, sigamos acá con las noticias, las noticias del mundo mundial, del fútbol mundial. Pulisic, Pulisic yo creo que sigue siendo estrella, obviamente hizo el golazo contra el Manchester City que de verdad no debió tener la oportunidad, pero al final del día pudo hacer lo que tu, eh, hizo lo que tuvo que hacer para hacer ese golazo, golazo, golazo. Yo creo que todavía va a seguir creciendo debajo de Frank Lampard. Muchos... Americanos estaban criticando al Frank Lampard porque esta temporada no lo no ha puesto Pulisic o si lo si lo puso si lo ponía lo ponía con mucha caución con tranquilidad no lo ponía todos los juegos pero yo creo que Lampard está estamos viendo que Lampard tenía razón la primera es una liga bien brava y aunque Christian Pulisic logró lo que logró en poco tiempo en la primera haciendo goles Teniendo un impacto positivo en el equipo del Chelsea. Yo creo que es bueno que Frank Lampard le dio más tiempo. Porque al final del día necesita tiempo. Tiene mucha presión. Pero está demostrando que es uno de los mejores jugadores atacantes del Chelsea. Que me, que me sorprende porque yo ni era el mejor atacante del Dortmund cuando jugaba en Alemania. Vamos a tener que ver qué pasa. Pero el cielo es el límite para el estadounidense. El estadounidense que nos da orgullo al, a obviamente los americanos acá. 
y confiando en Dios siga jugando de manera siga jugando de ese, a ese nivel y bueno lo último que de verdad es especulación mía es que bueno el Manchester United se quiere reforzar en la área en el, la posición de delantero obviamente tienen a Marcus Rashford y Anthony Martial pero todavía han tenido dificultades en ese departamento esta a uh, Anthony Martial y Marcus Rashford van a, van a terminar la temporada los dos con 20 goles algo que no ha pasado en nueve años que eso ese, esa estadística es bien impresionante y no es bueno no para nada no es bueno porque no puedes tener delanteros que hasta ahora hagan 20 goles que en nueve años no tenían delanteros que hacían 20 goles en una temporada Lukaku fue al Inter de Milán este año llegó y en 38 juegos que jugó este año hizo 25 goles. Entonces necesitan reforzar en esa área. Mi especulación que me encantaría verlo es Raúl Jiménez, el del Wolverhampton Wanderers. Ha demostrado que puede, que es un, que es muy bueno ese man y puede ser crack. Además es de México y los mexicanos aman a los jugadores mexicanos, obviamente. Pero los apoyan mucho y el marketing, el, el, el mercado mexicano es algo que debe darle... Poner a los, obviamente los, a la gente del United en muy, eh, muy, tú sabes, muy emocionado, entusiasmado, porque van a ganar mucho dinero, mucho dinero por el mercado mexicano que va a venir al United si llegan a fichar por Raúl Jiménez. Obviamente solamente especulación, pero necesitan un delantero y yo creo que esa es una de las mejores opciones porque va a ser, puede ser que sea caro. Pero es una opción más viable que las otras opciones que existen en el mercado por la inflación que existe ahora. Y porque Wolverhampton sabe que no lo va a poder vender por tanto. Y además Raúl Jiménez no ha tenido un año que... Todavía no ha tenido un año que como de, de que se, en que se explota. Cuando eso pase su precio va a subir mucho. Pero yo creo que el United debe comprarlo ahora y, y dejarlo explotar en el United en Manchester. Para demostrar que sí es el futuro del equipo ya es el futuro del equipo mexicano, pero no solo el futuro del equipo mexicano, pero el futuro del Manchester United. Señoras y señores, damas y caballeros, gracias por escuchar este episodio de Mi Deporte en Dos Idiomas con Sebastián Gara Ortega. Deseo que tengan una muy... Eh, que tengan una buena noche, que tengan un buen... que sigan teniendo una buena semana y los veo en el próximo episodio.